Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your Word, Lord. We thank you for your guidance and your wisdom, Lord, and the good things that you impart to us, God. We know that you're a good Father, Lord, and that you desire for us to have the best, Lord, which is why you sent your Son to die for us on the cross, Lord, and be raised again on the third day, Lord, which is why you sent your Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth and show us things to come, Lord. So we accept your best today, God. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, God. We thank you for your compassion and your mercy, Lord, that your love is unmatched, God. There's not another love that we could find like yours, Lord. So we thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for the safety of our partners and our listeners, Lord, as they travel from their houses to their jobs to their schools, Lord, wherever it is that you're sending them, Lord. And we thank you that they're also working with you, God, to bring more into your wonderful kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us. So we continue our study and discussion on the Word in the book of Acts. So we are continuing in chapter 9, and by continuing, I mean we are going to re-discuss uh, in chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. So if you could, I encourage you to pause this at this time and read the scripture in your that section of scripture in your Bible so you can... Follow along, along in the discussion with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now, at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and, of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So who would like to begin? I'll begin. All right, Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing that the Lord was speaking to me inside of this was Along with um, Peter putting everybody out so the Lord could work and move, I found it interesting. It was afterwards he called them all back in. This wasn't he was getting rid of them forever and saying, you guys are no good and sling back into some hole. No, he just needed it for a brief period. And then he was using it as a testimony so that way they could grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. And the Lord should show me that it's not an exclusion of, you guys are babes, so you just sit over there and you can't do anything. Let us mature people handle this. But it was also a letting them to progress. Because if you ever look at a baby, if you always sit them in a high chair, they're not going to learn to do anything. They'll look there, look at you, and remain babies for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So Lord showing that it was an also true in our own lives. We have to go forth and apply what the lord has told us and also for the mature people to come and help the ones who are younger it's not just you sit there and you just suddenly have a epiphany from the lord saying they're expecting him to drop a book on your head <laughs> this has to be purposeful a purposeful training mm-hmm. and also another thing that i found was interesting was that 
um, afterwards, Peter decided to stay in Joppa. He was staying there doing what the Lord wanted him to do. Because we see in different examples how sometimes after he did the miracle, Peter went somewhere else. It wasn't he didn't always stay there for extended periods of time, but you can see that he had he stayed there first, in which we see correlates to later um, chapters and acts. There was a purpose for that. This was not just a divine purpose to heal Dorcas, but this was in his total the Lord's total overall plan for everything to happen in such a manner. Like when we look in chapter ten, it says um, he append, uh, an angel appeared to Cornelius, who's telling him he's in Joppa. And they went, but if Peter had left after he'd done the miracle, the mm-hmm. Lord through Peter, let's just clarify that. Okay. If he had left after that, he would have been in the perfect will of the Lord. He had to stay and do what the Lord told him to do, not return where he went or where he th- somebody else could need help. Amen. You know, many years I would read the, the Gospels and looking at the life of Jesus and his ministry in particular. And it just seemed like they were roaming around. Like they're just wandering from place to place and <laughs> bumping into, in, into individuals and events. On vacation. And <laughs> huh? On a vacation of sorts. Yeah, just like they're just hanging out and they're just go, walking around doing stuff. And then, you know, wow, look, the Lord just happened to do this. You know, like it was unintentional the way I would review the scriptures that that was the mm-hmm. the lens that I looked at it through. And as the Lord began to teach me how Jesus was so consistent in his ministry, he always made the connection that he's doing what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Now, Jesus said this plainly many times, but it was like it just didn't sink into my head or to my my understanding. That part kind of got filtered and left outside And I thought Jesus was just doing his thing, doing his own will. And God was just meeting him there because he was so awesome and so special. And so then I tried to mimic that behavior and just do my thing. (laughs) And God would just meet me because I'm awesome and I'm special because I'm saved now, right? That makes me awesome. Yay. But it didn't work that way. Jesus was being led by the Holy Spirit. He led him into the wilderness. He led him to be baptized, right? He had written it. And when it says that it's been written about us in scriptures it's preordained that means god has a plan and he wants us to walk in that plan not us bumping around like jellyfish not knowing where we're going or what we're doing he wants us to actually be moved by the spirit of god to specific and direct locations you know when the they met the the demoniac i would always like where are they taking this boat and why why are they on these? Why why are they on the sea? So and, did they just wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going over to this region, you to know, the gatherings, right? Hey, there's a boat. We're doing our thing. Get in the boat. That's what we do. But no, the Lord specifically sent Jesus to minister to that man because he had it for that. God had it for that man to touch that village. And when Christ would show up again, they'd be ready to hear from him. When the word of God came again, they'd be ready to receive it. And and demoniac came out to meet them. Yes. All of those exactly. All of those things. We God is not an unintentional. He's not a an absent-minded professor. He is the true and living God and he has truly ordained and purposed every single thing, every jot and tittle, every point, every destination of our lives so that we would be serving in his purpose, meeting his will, carrying it out spreading the gospel and living before him in a way that brings him glory. And it's all planned. It's not unintentional in any stretch of the imagination. It's whether or not we're going to listen that intently Mm -hmm. and be that obedient to the Lord to do what he says to do, say what he says to say, go where he says to go, go when he says to go. And we see that throughout scripture, right? All 
especially in the prophets, right? The the mouthpieces of the Lord, they go where the Lord has them go and stay there for as long as he tells them to stay. Mm-hmm. And then he says, all right, now go move to this place over here, right? Or don't go to this region over here. And we'll, we'll come across that later with Paul. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, hey, I intended to go to you over here. And actually, we've read about it in some of the other books that we've studied mm-hmm. so far in the this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Where he's like, hey, I intended to come to you, but we were we were prevented. The Lord had us go over here instead, and they remained for as long as it was that the Lord told them to stay, or until he said, now go to this region, now go to this area over here. Mm-hmm. And it's no different for us, or I'll say it in this way, it should be no different for us. If God is truly our God, and we are truly his people, his servants, then he should be able to command us to go wherever it is that he asks us to go, to say whatever he says to say, do whatever he says to do in the manner with which he says to say it and do it and how to go there and everything else and how long to stay mm-hmm. until the job is done, mm-hmm. until his will is fulfilled, his plans, his purpose in that area. It's not, it's not a, uh, as you were saying, <laughs> we're just on a, a vacation. Hey, now we're going to go over here, Lord, or we're going to this region. And oh, I heard they got nice white sandy beaches, or you know what I mean? They got beautiful mountains. Let's go skiing and just live our best life. Right, Lord, can. meet us there, and we'll see miracles. And, Take no. selfies, and that, that's what we're here for. Or, or we're on the other side. We're jellyfish, and the water's just bouncing us around wherever the current takes us. Exactly. Hey, that's where we are, and there's, there's no purpose to it. There's always purpose. The Lord is always intentional. Amen. Always intentional. I mean, like, literally the span of eternity, intentional. He already preordained, predestined a destiny track for each person and all the the connection points and all the the things that need to happen to supply what you need for the purpose and the destiny that he called you and the area he called you, as well as everyone else. He's already mapped it all out. Mm -hmm. We just have to come into alignment with his plan. Amen. Oh, also another thing I found interesting is that when we look back at verse 32, we see that originally Peter was just, Peter was roaming the countryside, I would say like that. He, it was obvious that he was in will with the Lord, but the Lord wanted him to go through the countryside. So that's another thing that I found interesting was that this was in, ultimately his end destination. And it reminded me of how like um, when you see Paul, how he was on his way to Rome, how he had multiple destinations, he was still on track with the Lord, but the Lord said, okay, take a detour here, do this, and then continue on your way. It was, and the Lord showed me that there's not just a start and stop, it's not suddenly the Lord shifting his mind and saying, no, 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 over here, that's why I wanted you, you know what I mean. (laughs) He wasn't going like that, but he had an intentional saying, okay, when you do this, you're going to encounter that. When you counter that, I want you to take this road now. I want you to turn left instead of going straight like I've been telling you, mm-hmm. and so on. Right. So straight with God means I'm following you step by step. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that just because God said you're going to go to Rome didn't mean God didn't have other stops planned along the way. Yes. There's a whole lot of ground to cover before you get to Rome. And the journey that you would take, the path that you would take to get to Rome is his business. For us, when we correlate a straight line, we shouldn't think of it as in what are the tasks, but am I following God? The straight line is, yes. I, did I stay obedient to you the entire way from start to middle to end? Did I stay on your um, on your trail, God? Did I stay with you and 
obedience and willingness and faithfulness and following you this whole way. That's a straight line. It's not yes. because I took my flight and it did not have any, <laughs> any restovers or anything of that nature. There was no other stop outside of me, Rome. Now, you know what I mean? Like it's a matter of following God's plan, whatever so, that looks like to him. So in that journey, meeting every divine appointment or meeting, right? And in that meeting, accomplishing everything the Lord desired to have happen, saying what he said to say to, or in that divine appointment and doing what he said to do in that divine appointment and to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. And whatever that is, you know, some, there may not even be people involved sometimes. Sometimes God just wants his man or his woman on the ground mm -hmm. in the, in the region and the, and the atmosphere and the environment. Peter could have been praying in the spirit, releasing the plan of God, releasing the, the, the word of God and the divine, um, mysteries of God into the region. So now the ministering spirits can come. Now the other people, the pathway and the ground has been laid for them. So it's not necessarily about even anything that looks like it's awesome. You're like, yes. what well, we would go, that was miraculous. Yes. Thank you, God. And you know, the things that we call big things and that seem important. It was often in the little things that God was working these huge, hugely important to him and impactful for his plan processes. So he wasn't just going, you know, Marco Polo through, through this region that he was passing through the country before he got down to Lida. He was touching the ground wherever God told him, just like we talked about Philip. The Lord was specific. Go now this place this way. He wasn't just wandering out there and said, oh, hey, look, there's somebody out there. Wow. <laughs> you know, who knew? It wasn't like that. It was intentional and it was purposeful, but it's not whether or not it looks important to us. We carry authority with us as children of God. Amen. We carry the name of God on the inside of us. We carry the power of God with the Holy Spirit being, um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. We carry his power and his presence. So even just walking in the atmosphere or driving through it and releasing the prayer that God puts in your mouth or on your heart to speak or making a declaration or just being there and letting the Lord go, okay, good. You touched your foot on that. How, why did Abraham walk around like he did? Why did he do that? Because it was important to the father that he put his foot on that ground because later that territory would be physically turned over to his, his descendants. So it's not whether or not it looks important or it looks like a straight line to us. It's a matter of, do we follow? Are we obeying what the command is to, of the father of the whole, through the Holy spirit to us? And are we leaving ourselves open for the Lord to minister however he wants to, and is our focus on him. We let him be responsible for the outcome whatever glory he wants to get out of it belongs to him. And he's the one that says, I approve it. Well done. Or, or you missed it, <laughs> which he's a good God. So there's, there's a lot to be said about putting our focus on God. Did you have something, Dean? Promise. Layla, did you have something? Yes. Promise first. Okay. So the Lord's talking to me about verse, um, Verse 38. And since Luda was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. And so the Lord showed me that, what, that they weren't, that they weren't just walking around saying, well, Peter, if you want to, and since he, she's already dead, you can just come and see if you, what you can do. 
they were saying, no, the Lord's already got this and that he can do this. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord showed that what the approach was also, the approach and what, what, when they first appeared, that that was also important. And how that they weren't just panicking going, well, she's already dead, so what's the point? Mm-hmm. And so the Lord reminded me of where scripture where it said that he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Mm-hmm. And how that it was talking about with the foolish, that he was speaking of the foolish things that he's talking about, that, mm-hmm. go ahead, that he was talking about that the things that seemed as though they shouldn't matter or the things that seemed that they weren't correct, that that's what he was going to use. Amen. That was it. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Promise. You're welcome. So that's kind of what you were, um, we talked about a couple of podcasts back, um, Kamisha, when you were referencing one of John's favorite sections of scripture, right? (laughs) This is faith without works, right? So even though we talked about where they may have been in their faith, that they didn't see themselves as having the, the power or faith available to bring her back from the dead. They saw it in Peter, but mm-hmm. in their faith, they took immediate action. Amen. Right? Amen. And in their faith, they were still immediate. Let's get after it. Let's get it done, right? Amen. Yes. Amen. Which can yeah. be celebrated. I mean, I'm glad they said something. Absolutely. Glory to God. The Lord gave them an opportunity to, to use their faith where they were. God didn't, you know, take away that chance for them to go, yay, look, what we, look we participated in, in the action of God. If we didn't say anything, she'd still be dead, you know, and to have that victory. God, God didn't take that away from them so that they would have the opportunity to grow and mature and would be able to go and move to the next level of their faith. Go ahead, Layla. Just very quickly, I enjoyed where Peter presented her alive. And I just wanted to encourage our listeners, you can bring anything to God and he can bring it and give it back to you alive. He mm-hmm. imparts life to all things. So if there's a part of your life that's broken, maybe a relationship, give it to him and let him give you life instead. Don't keep holding on to that and keeping it to yourself, but approach God in humility and in true repentance and let him be God in your life. Let him do what he said he would do, which is bring life and give it so that you had it more abundantly. So take it. Amen. And, Amen. and with that, understand that God is not here to do our will. He's mm-hmm. here to do his will. And yes. you mentioned before that um, about brokenness. And he doesn't just keep going past brokenness. So even if there's a situation, there's sometimes things need to die. And as we talked about with decision, when we make a decision, there is a a life connection towards Christ, but a death that happens with who we were in the past. We we die to sin, right? And it's, it's proper that sin die in our life and we die to our connection to it. That's a proper perishing or, or fall, you know, dying away of something. But the life comes when we submit to him and God gives us his best. Let him do that. He's not here. He's not a genie in a bottle. He didn't come to bring his power to do our personal will on the earth. He came to do his own will in heaven as on earth. His king, his kingdom come, his will be done. It's not just empty words that sound good. It's specific and it has a meaning. Mm-hmm. So with that, if it's let yourself be in God's hands and find him trustworthy to preserve and keep you with and present you to himself without spot or blemish. So if it's something that does need to be removed, 
let him remove it. If it is something that he does want to restore, let him restore it and trust him that he will make the right decision for you and the best decision for your life. Amen. And, and I want to say this, right? Um, he it says, as you read, he presented her alive, right? Yes. He called all the saints and widows and he presented her alive. Okay. So what is that now? Testifying. An opportunity to testify of what the Lord has done. Well, Go you ahead, had brother. to bring it up. I wasn't I did. say because we were running out of time. But here, you know, so the the word present there is peristemi. And um, the definition is to bring, present, prove, come up to, stand by, be present. <clears throat> but the origin of the word is really kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It's from para and hestimi, uh, to stand beside, to exhibit, to proffer, to recommend, to substantiate. Mm-hmm. So this exactly. was to glorify God. Look at Amen. what God has done. Here, here's an exhibit. Look at this. And, and what's, what's the very next verse? 42. And it became known throughout all Joppa. And many believed. And many believed on the Lord. Okay. So Amen. I, I, I want to encourage the listeners to openly share, to testify of what the Lord has done in your life. Mm-hmm. The healings, the miracles, the, even just receiving your salvation. Amen. It matters. Let's look at, even if we go back and we look at the Jesus and the woman of the well. Mm-hmm. Who was doing the witnessing? It wasn't Jesus. It was the woman. She went in and brought the whole town. Look at this person, right? He told yes. me about my whole life. <laughs> she was used. She was witnessing. Someone would say, oh, that, well, that was the first evangelist. No, we're all ministers, right? And, and, and a, a a sense we need to have an understanding of this because there are many that are looking for the Lord to move, both in the body or in the church and those outside. Well, how will they know without people testifying and declaring of the works of the Lord and what he's done in your life? Amen. You have an opportunity to be used by the Lord to help usher in others into the kingdom. To, to help them receive salvation. Why, why would we look for someone far off? They have, the Lord has you, or he should have you, in the place that he has you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that others can come to that same, I'll say place, but that same relationship that you have with the Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 So be encouraged and go testify of the Lord. Amen. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us everything that we need, Lord, before we need it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just restoring us, Lord, and making word that everything's possible with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.